Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. This message will self-destruct. What time is the game? It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spring on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Happy Football Friday, everybody. What is happening? Got a nice little show planned today. I don't know where our football sounds are. Oh, I don't know where those are. Oh, here we go. 43 Dallas, ready? Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Ready? Monday, 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 yeah. Monday. Oh, wait, no, we have that one. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Oh, Schultzy, I love the Cam Newton. That Ready? Was, isn't it funny how big of a flip we did on the Dak Prescott one? Here we go. And Ready? Was, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Cowboy fans just ate that up for the entire season, and then they lose in the playoffs, and it's, here we go. It's the offseason. Well, because he's still doing it with the same furor with, like, like I know. 14 Down minutes by, to go <laughs> yes. and loss. Like, yes. God. I mean, the cadence has to stay the same. You can't change the Just cadence. Put Cooper Rush in. <laughs> it's like 27 to 10, and he's like, here we go. <laughs> like, uh, here we go what? Turnover? Here, here we go to Cobble. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Had a nice little, it had a little moment in the sun, man. Hey, it had its little uh, shine. I. You can feel however you want to feel about Dak as a leader quarterback of a franchise. That's not the conversation. This is simply, no matter how you feel about the player, what do you think about the cadence? And I thought it was comedic the way he kept saying it because it's the cadence. They're getting their ass kicked. Yeah. But he does deliver it really well. He does. Here we go. It's on pitch every time. Yeah. And he drags out the here we go. You got to drag it. It's not here we go. It's here we go. You yep. got to let it drag for a few seconds. Got to get everybody, everybody ready. It's like the EA. Ready? <laughs> Blue 58. Blue 58. I mean, as a former quarterback, dirt, I guess you could answer this. Do Do you practice Steve, these? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, thank you. You're very Why welcome. Would thank you. you. Do that. <laughs> what questions do you have about playing quarterback at a high level? Oh, I feel uh, uh, feel well, honored that you would ask me, Schultz. I, I guess I guess one. What was your crappy high school cadence? Because ours at South Salem was ready, ready. 
down. It was terrible. I'm like, what? yeah, no, he he picked the what worst. Is it, a military drill? What are That's we doing here? What it sounded like. Well, not like he was a great quarterback anyway. But <laughs> ready, I, ready, down. No, no, ready. Red eight. No, red eight. Red eight. Red eight. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. said ready. Well, either way, I, I don't think. Red Lamar eight, at Louisville. Red eight. Red eight. Red eight. <laughs> and, and then number two, do you practice these in front of the mirror? Because it sounds oh. like Dak practiced this one in front of the mirror. I never practiced my. I don't even remember what my cadence was, to be honest with you. I don't remember ours at all. We had a lot of stuff that was like formation or audibles that you would put into the cadence that was like brought in depending on what the play call was. So we had that kind of offense. So mm. it kind of changed on a play-by-play oh, so basis. Off- yours was smarter than ours. Because <laughs> ours <laughs> never changed once. But you never, I will I will tell you this, you never, I never practice it in front of a mirror. That would just be a little uncomfortable like in my house. Blue 32! Like it's just, I can't do that. Well, let me ask you this, Schultzy. Why do you need a mirror? It's football. Nobody sees your face. Now you gotta see how you look though. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's the, the inflection of the linebacker or the safety? <laughs> the defense are they picking something face. up, right? Yeah, okay. am I grunting while I'm saying it? Point three the, Dallas, ready? Scare the hell out of that secondary. But right? I will say, as a young adolescent quarterback who was always incredibly undersized prior to hitting my peak in high school when I was 18 years old, being like a Pop Warner quarterback and trying to do the cadence is not a fun thing because you have an incredibly high voice. Your voice is like in the midst of cracking. But you can't be a high voice quarterback. You can't be high pitched. Mm. You got to, like, when we do the Dak Prescott, what octave do you go to? Right. Here we go. You got to go low. That's where it is. And when you're in middle school, the only thing that you could do is high pitch, and it's a little embarrassing. Little Peter Brady. Woo, 32. You get yeah. some of those, and you We're try 12? and make. Exactly. You try and go an octave lower, but you can't quite go an octave lower. And it's just embarrassing for everybody. I don't believe in my Park Rose experience, middle school, high school, I don't believe we had any, like, Green fifty eight, blue eighty two. <laughs> I I really legitimately think we used to just be like hut hut, like we used to just hut. Yeah, go on one or go on two. Yeah, hike like, <laughs> on two on two. Ready? Simple. If I could drop myself back in time, I would love to go see middle school me to hear what I sounded like. Because yeah. you think you sound how you sound now, right? Like normal, but. You know, I probably sounded more like this. Like, come on, guys, great tackle. You definitely were that high. You're 14. You're like, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. No. 59. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, see, like, you just hear, listen to Cam, how low this is. It's got to come from, you That's know, from man. down low, you That's know? A man. Uh, no, he was a man. He was, he's a big dude. God, he was a man when he played for Ready! Like, it's got to be manly. You got to intimidate the defense. If you come out high pitch, nobody's intimidated by you. Oh, you watching film? Cool. Watch this. <laughs> oh, he's going to tutty after that. Here it comes. You like that? I um, I got blindsided yesterday after the radio program. We signed off for our day, and uh, we hung around a little bit. And as I was leaving, dirt was long gone by now, I had a coworker of ours stop me on my way out. Famously, Dave Kingsella, one of our sales extraordinaires. Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, Brandon, can I talk to you for a second? What are you guys doing on the show today? And uh, he says, I've been listening a little more lately. And I was Ah. like, okay, that's cool. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Dave's not a big sports guy. No. Uh, Dave loves to do outdoor activities. He kind of heads our hood to coast team. He's a big runner. Yes. But he said he was listening and he stopped me. And I, you know, usually when sales reps stop us, there's business to talk about. It's had nothing to do with business. He goes, I'd like to talk to you about what your definition of a hike is. <laughs> and I said, oh, of a hike? Of a hike. Oh, urban hiking. He goes, yeah. I heard you talking about urban hiking today. <laughs> and I was like, yep, we talked about that. 
we got stuck in a 15-minute conversation about what defines a hike. Yeah, I think he t- he's probably the old-school mindset. you got to have some sort of dirt, a trail. you got to be off the, the beaten path. You nailed it. Yeah. But it did start out with what I was saying I do, walking around neighborhoods. <laughs> he laughed at it, and he said, you're on cement. That's not a hike. <laughs> and I said, well, what if I go like three and a half miles? You know, three and a half is not a hike. And I said, Ooh, well, Dave's giving you a distance for the hike, too. So that's where it started. That's I said, a little controversial. I, I believe the Lake Trillium Circle. And, and if I have this wrong, any listeners out there, our P1 Lake Bros uh, or Broettes, I'm sorry. I believe Lake Trillium's not, it's not a very big lake. I've been on it millions of times. Mm-hmm. I believe that path is somewhere in the three and a half to four mile range. And there's no elevation gain. It's just a flat hike around a lake. <laughs> You're just going around, yeah. And so I said, like, what if you do that? Is that a hike? And he goes, I believe that's a hike. And I said, well, it's the distance is the same. And my elevation is higher in my neighborhood because I live in a hilly area. I'm over by Happy Valley, Damascus. And he goes, well, that's a good point. And as we keep talking this out, he's like conceding that urban hiking is real, but his definition of what a hike constitutes is exactly what you said. Yeah, it's got to be a trail. He basically says, you got to have dirt. If there's dirt under your feet, it's a hike. And I said, I have a little bit of a dirt path. And he goes, then that's a hike. And it was 15 (laughs) minutes of concluding, I was right. The guy who said it on the air was right. right. Yeah. It started with you're wrong, and it ended with okay, you're right. That's a high. That's a and good. I was like, okay, that's a good argument win right there. I did Google like, is there a required distance for it to be considered a hike? Like a certain amount? Like, could you go a half a mile and say I went for a hike? Like, there has to be a certain number in your head. Half right? mile is not a hike. Half that's mile can't be one mile. Is that too short? That's still a walk. Still a walk. At yeah. what point do we cross the threshold of turning into a hike? I googled it, and it said three to eight miles is the average hiker. He told me. He started out with the distance thing, mm-hmm. and his first number was nine. Most people are hiking nine miles. And I said, Dave, have you met Americans? <laughs> yeah, we're you think most that. people that are hiking are hiking nine miles? And he goes, well, I do. And I'm, You're a psycho. <laughs> yeah. You also run 50 miles in a hike run contest <laughs> that you participate in. That ain't normal. That you famously got lost in one time trying to find the trail, this little oh, hash God. group or whatever they were that doing. That hash group, man. <laughs> Running all over creation. Where's the cone? I didn't see the cone. There's a group. Schultz, he's looking confused and listeners have no idea. There's a group of runners in the Portland metro area called Hash Runners. <laughs> and they meet up at a bar and there's always one person. They call him the hasher. They grab a little chalk and they start. And what they do is they basically throw little clumps of chalk on streets and sidewalks to give you the path. Like, keep following the breadcrumbs here. And it's supposed to be a 5K. That's about 3.1 miles. There was one time where I was so confused and lost and could not find chalk, I ran 10. Just because I just kept running down the wrong road. Just throw that in the bag of things Schultz's never going to do. Because <laughs> that sounds awful. You know, when you're mentally ready for three, you run ten. It It's, yeah, it's a kick in your ass. Yeah. You kind of think, all right, I don't know, I got to five. Am I almost done? No, no, I'm at six. Still looking. Can't find the trail. <laughs> no, I'm at seven. <laughs> this is an issue. I, here's, here's what I, I might think... as well ran three more for a half marathon. If I'm, I'm already there. <laughs> you look like Michael Scott eating pasta Alfredo by the end of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's saying, what about a half a mile hike to a waterfall? Does that count? That's not a hike. That's not a hike? That's a half mile walk I'm to a waterfall. Even like... if it's on a dirt trail, like you're on a trail no. in the woods. Half mile, you cannot, half <laughs> mile cannot count as well, a Well, you got to go a half mile back. That's a mile total. We got to count round trips here. 
That's I, true. That's I, true. I assume our texture is talking about Multnomah Falls. No, that's not a hike. You got to go like all the way up to the top to do that. That's li- yeah, if you little just up stay the hill. Not a hike. Yeah. Then you're. I mean, then you're in the concrete category. Where if I I tend to agree with Dave here. Like it's hard for me to consider a concrete walk a hike. There's got to be. There's got to be a beaten. There's got to. You got to leave. You got to go somewhere where there's nobody there. I'm sure somebody walking up to that bridge to take a picture and then walking back down. Oh yeah, that was a good hike. <laughs> No. It's just stairs. You're just climbing up stairs yeah. to get to the top of the falls. But what happens in the elevation gain is massively on my side versus you just yeah. walked a flat dirt road in a circle for two and a half to three and a half miles. I think I think here's the problem. We need to come up with a word for this. Like for... long distance walking. You know, like there needs to be there, there's needs to be a category because I wouldn't quite call it a hike. Long distance <laughs> there needs to be, there's speed walking, there's jogging, <laughs> there's running, there's sprinting. We have all these different right. categories. Right. You're just going for a long walk. But mm. I'm saying long walks, not fun. Mm. Just saying I went for a five mile walk. Like, all right, that's cool. Congratulations. But you're going. It's, you know, urban hiking. It's not bad. I think urban hiking is the right term. That's, here. Not, that's not bad. I think overall I w- we I was right. It was just funny to get off the show and be bombarded with "you're wrong," and then the conversation ends, and I'm I'm right, <laughs> but like with a caveat, you know. Well, Brandon, I don't know. Yeah, it, look, I don't know, Brandon. My wife said I've been doing the uh, the hand gesture too much when I talk on on the radio. Oh, we're using our hands too much. Well, she says me. Oh. She, she says uh, I do this thing with my hand, and if I do it a lot today, I'm gonna owe her a lot of money. Uh, and I'm trying not to do it, but when I do Dave's voice, it makes me want to do it because when I do a foghorn leghorn type yeah. accent, you want some hand action with it. it. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk a little with my hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Schultz, you want some hand action. Get with your head out of the gutter. Who doesn't there? want good on, hand on, action on a Friday on. morning? Get out of here. I have a friend currently driving to Bandon right now, and I hate him for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I don't even know him, but I'm going to hate him too. Screw that guy. And then when he gets back next week, he will be flying out to Hawaii. <laughs> what a jerk. I got a car in the garage right now. I'd rather spend that 800 bucks on a little coastal getaway. <laughs> but no, I no. would do. Oh. Sounds like a great time to be in Hawaii. We got like an atmospheric river coming today, so it's just going to oh, be- Oh, do we? Oh, it's going to be a glorious day out there. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Are we using that term too much nowadays? I, I text this to Dirty, didn't respond, but a couple days ago it was raining like super hard. Yeah. And I saw a couple people on Twitter and I saw this atmospheric river rain and I'm like, <laughs> okay. And to me that just says a lot of standing water, a lot of flooding. A lot of rain coming. So I text her like, leave a little early. It's going to be kind of wet. Yeah. And I got out on the road early, and it wasn't really that wet. <laughs> no. You're, the rain kind of died. I did hear it that night. It was raining super hard. And then by the time I woke up, it seemed like it had calmed down. Mm. Today's probably the opposite. Like, it hasn't really started raining that hard yet. And then evidently, it's supposed to come a little bit later in the day. El Nino. Here it comes. El Nino. It's coming for you, baby. Did you know El Nino was here, oh, Schultzy? I, I did. I caught a whole weather special going into this winter weather. Um I'm such a nerd. You are an absolute nerd is what I was going to say. I I was was just (laughs) scrolling for stuff to watch one night, and it was like a KGW weather preview by Rod Hill. I love Rod's weather reports. Shout out to Rod Hill. Rod Hill, not the Zafro, huh? Uh, I mean, I I don't think Zafina wants to do this. I think Rod's doing this because he's so passionate about the winter weather. Oh, you're saying Zafino's lost the passion for the weather. I'm not saying Zafino's a bold take. Zafino's one of the legends in this market. No, I'm not saying that. That's like, hey, Dirt, Dirt's really losing his lack of enthusiasm for Oregon Duck football. No, like, I'm what? just saying. I'm what? saying. I, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like dirt. No, that's that's like saying like Patrick Harris, who loves baseball, didn't want to do a NASCAR show. That's not what we're saying here, okay? Mm. My point is, we're getting off the topic. Rod did like a 20-plus minute weather preview and talked about El Nino and how oh, he predicted a ton of rain. Oh, so yeah. his prediction came true. It sucks Nailed this winter. It. That Nino, she dumps a lot of water. She does. She, right. Well, I guess it'd be he, Nino. <laughs> yeah, he dumps a lot of water. You no, know what? You can't say that. You can't assume nowadays. When I, well, yeah, the O and the A, it's, that's what it is. It's Nina. the difference. Nina, Nino. Nino. Okay. Uh, do you know when I see, fun fact here, Schultzy, for you, we'll get going. <laughs> Every time I've seen Rod Hill on my television, I've wanted to just give him a hug. He's so nice, though. He just looks delightful to hug. He's actually I'm a little offended person. by that. No, well, I, I'm little... I know he's short. That's yeah. why I want to hug him. As a fellow short man, I'm a little offended by that. As a slightly taller man, I want to. <laughs> I just want to hug him. Just We're not to... just huggable people. We're not just, like, lovable little people, okay? I just want to put you in my pocket. <laughs> Let okay. you run just around. carry you around. Yep. One of my favorite stories of weather people. Feel you digging through my money clip. <laughs> hey, like, what are you doing, doing in what's there? What's he doing down there? Get out of there, dirt. Pretty sure that's somebody's fetish. When I, I years ago, I went to uh, a, a Chris Stapleton concert. Yeah, and I had a buddy there with me, and Andy Carson happened to be sitting by us. I've sat next to Andy Carson randomly at a Blazer game before. Very nice guy. And I didn't talk to him. The I we we exchanged pleasant, you know, like hey, how's it going? Good concert, huh? Like, you know, did you know who he time. was? I did know who he was. Oh wait, no, did he know who he you had were? no clue who I was? Did you introduce yourself? I did not. Oh, I don't okay. do that to people. But you made a point of talking to him. <laughs> well, he was sitting like literally next to me, ah, like gotcha. at like like seat next to me, and yeah. I had a buddy on my other side who was incredibly starstruck by Andy Carson. Really? And I thought that does it for you, huh? Yeah, local news anchors. <laughs> I mean, are, I don't mean that disrespectfully. That but sounded I was just very like, disrespectful. I don't mean that disrespectfully at all. Disrespectfully? <laughs> I just thought, like, local weather guy, that does it. That's cool. Andy Carson's great. I love Andy Carson, but he was like, dude, dude, dude. I was like, I know, it's Andy Carson. You know, I laugh I at that a little bit, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way to Andy Carson, but I will tell you, if Dave Seleski walked in here, that was <laughs> Dave Seleski oh does it. Oh, my God. Dave. Well, my guy. mom used to watch... Channel 8 growing yeah. up. Everybody's parents had a channel, right? Sure. It was 2, 8, 6, or 12. Saw Ken Body in a bar one time. Oh, Ken Body. Oh, what's up, Ken? I've heard Ken Body outside of the news. A real cool Ken Body. He has fun. He was wearing a leather jacket. Oh, I saw him one time in a car with some sick-ass Well, rants. he's a really nice guy, too. No, really, really. He came up to our old studios when I did news a lot. So, nice guy. But one guy I was starstruck in local media, Ooh. Steve Dunn. That Steve, Steve Dunn. Dunn. Oh my yeah. God! I got to meet him. The sports columnist turned Oregonian writer, general columnist. Yeah, is yeah. that is it? General columnist, the right term there? <laughs> Am I naming the wrong guy? No, the K two anchor. Oh. Yeah. I was thinking of the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Who, like, what, what Dunn are we thinking? Who was the Oregonian writer? Steve Dunn was the anchor on, on oh. yeah, I'm like, no, K2 anchor Steve Dunn. Yes. Who the, like, I think, I think Steve Dunn was also an Oregonian writer, is he not? It's definitely a different person, but they might have had the same name. Yeah, we got two right. Steve Dunn's yeah, in Portland. I don't know. Who are we thinking of? You're my whole life. I can't separate Dunn's. thought you guys knew who the hell I was talking about. Never <laughs> You're mind. Take, you take a long time to Google things. things. Is it as Steve Doin? Doin. Doin. D-U-I-N. Not D-U-I-N. That's yeah. my mistake. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Shout yeah. out to Steve Doin That's... and Steve Dunn. There you go. Two local legends. Imagine somebody tapping you on your shoulder, Schultz, at your Super Bowl party. Hey, 
You're out of snacks. You turn around, it's Jeff Gianola. <laughs> hey, that would be cool. Jeff, I have, I, I have Jeff Gianola. What's up, Jeff? I used to <laughs> just re- hanging. I'm Jeff. I used to model my news anchor reading after him. Seriously, like when I read news, you modeled your news anchor reading yes, after him. What there does are that two. Mean? The, yeah, there are two former uh, like radio used his anchors. I don't. Uh, yes, yeah, former news don't. anchor Steve Leader on the radio, and then ESPN. current news anchor Jeff Gianola. <laughs> WNBC. So. People do this to us, like, hey, easy job, and that's why we like labeling. Other jobs easy. I feel like I'd be a good news TV guy. <laughs> You'd hate it. I mean, I probably would, but I think I, I feel like I could do that job. I was breaking on time, and then you wouldn't shut the hell up. <laughs> and now I'm like six minutes past. What do you think? You think you could do that job? I think I could do that job. You mean read a screen? That's what I'm saying. Like you're just sitting there. You got to smile. You got to be present. You know, hello. You got to know your T's and your keys. You know what I'm you, doing different than all these all these the people? Hmm. I'm not doing the T. Welcome in. Channel 2. Hello. Channel 6. Channel 8. You get a little more laid back. Kind of put the feet up. I'm going to be real. Let's listen to what happened in Southeast Portland last night. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) Let's go to Lila. She's outside. Earthquake just happened. Lila, you feel safe? (laughs) No, but I'm live. Making $22,000 a year. Buildings are collapsing around me. I hope I'm on TV soon. Hey, Portland's a walkable city, though, guys. Walkable city. Walkable city. Urban Urban hiking. Urban hiking. Urban hiking. Urban hikers. Let's get it going. We'll shut the hell up. Uh, We will start in the most obvious place on a football Friday. Next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. One timeout remaining. Hope into the front court. Beavers could win it with a hoop. Hope goes left. Jordan a step back three for the win. Good! And the Beavers win! Uh, Doc Parker, a good friend of the show there on the call. Beavers Radio Network, Learfield Sports. One of a kind, man. One of a kind. He got a great shout-out from Bill Walton last night. Were you he watching did? the start of the game? Yes, I was. Walton ranted about him for like 10 minutes. And I'd like to thank Mike Parker for te- <laughs> teaching me and, and uh, 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 you know, uh, introducing me to whoever the hell he was talking about. He takes me all over the start and he does all the sorrows <laughs> and he was that was hilarious. I'm like, look at that, Doc Parker getting a nice shout out. It was certainly nice to wake up and find out your team won on a walk off. I 
I can't stay up for that. No, I turned it off because I went to bed at halftime and I saw they were down eight or nine. And I thought, eh, they didn't get off to a great start. A little, little too much. Arizona's a good team, even though they haven't been playing great lately. But they're probably not going to win this game. And then I woke up this morning to a text from you to Schultze to play the audio of a game-winning three-point shot. Well, that's okay. I, I turned it off a little uh, into the – I'd say there was about 10 minutes to go in the second half. I just mm-hmm. couldn't stay up anymore. I was yeah. super tired. Um, I recorded it, woke up. Got some coffee going, watched it. What's interesting is seeing a text from Swag, who's been doing this shift with us since we started it. <laughs> and he texts at almost 1030, Sprague, I hope it was worth it staying up for this game. <laughs> this is a guy that every day we tell, you need to be getting sleep. You're you 52. to sleep. You are too old for this. And he's texting my phone at 1030 at night <laughs> thinking, I'm watching a college basketball game on the Pac-12 network. Before a football Friday? Never! Gotta be well-rested, I mean, in his defense, I was just gonna ask you guys, because I kind of have trouble like trying to get to bed on time although I'm still you don't do this shift exactly back and forth however Mm -hmm. I have done you know previous times in my career here in this biz uh, we all move around Mm -hmm. I've had morning shifts and I I had had them for a year straight it was really tough sometimes to get to bed before the end of a game you guys have like some kind of just mechanism ready to go in your head where you're like, I can turn it off immediately. Because, like, trying to turn a game off, unless, like, Sprague said, you're just exhausted, ready to fall asleep, like, watching it, I got to watch the whole game. And then I'm tired the next morning. And then I end mm. up, like, dirt trying to go call a game till 9 p.m. and then watch two <laughs> NFL playoff games before the show starts. It's, it's a mess. Well, Schultze, when you, uh, when you turn, like, 31, this will start to hit you the way it's hit I'm us. 34. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You're like, 34? <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm some young buck. No, well, I thought you were 30. <laughs> I'm I... not Will oh. Orger's age. No. Everyone's like, oh, Schultz, I didn't say Orger's your age. Opportunity Fresh sometime. out of college. I'm 34. <laughs> When's it going to come? Schultz's walking in mid 40s. Ooh, fresh meat. God. <laughs> I didn't, sorry, I didn't know you were 34. You turned 31. No, and to me, I'm it's a point of like. 35 in a month. Oh, here's, here's the other thing. I think Dirt's going to hit on this. I, I, I love that the Beavers won that game. Walk offs are so great. That Jordan, was awesome. Jordan Pope's been like the only good thing about that program for two years. Yes. It's also incredibly mediocre conference basketball in the <laughs> middle of January. It's it's easy for me to go. Top eh, 10 okay. upset, baby. No, yeah. it's a great win. I'm not poo-pooing the win. I just, I don't feel like I miss much turning that, in any Pac-12 basketball game off in January. Yeah, I mean, you got to ask yourself the question, what's more important, being refreshed and ready to do a show in the morning or seeing the end of this college basketball game that we will definitely talk about, but it will be a small footnote in the show on a football Friday going to conference championship weekends. So it's a priorities thing for me. Jordan Pope has been great. It was an awesome last shot. Tommy Lloyd has not lost back-to-back games in his career at Arizona. And now they go to Eugene this weekend. They and lost they got, to the Cougs. They lost to the Bees. They're not playing great here the last couple of weeks. And so maybe that streak finally comes to an end. This, I mean, Oregon State has had another very disappointing season. But these these are the kind of games that Tinkle finds a way to win at home, right? I mean, you guys were down there a couple of years ago when they knocked off Arizona. They, they seemingly it. always beat Arizona. You said 18 yesterday, and I was just like floored that the number would be that big. The spread was 18 and a half on this game. You're almost a 20-point dog, and you outright win. Like, start valuing whatever it is yeah. that Arizona doesn't bring to Gil Coliseum, because they always lose that game. I mean, it's a good atmosphere. You're going into kind of a sleepy college town. It's you know, I, it, Arizona's had a really hard time winning there. I wish we could gamble on college hoops, because I would have gambled 
handle on that game yesterday. That's just too big for Oregon State's history and the way they get up for these games. It just, if I'm an Oregon State fan, these kind of wins would almost frustrate me more because I know that it's one thing to get up for an elite opponent, which Arizona unquestionably is. But the level of inconsistency that they played with this year would sure. be really frustrating. And they show you from time to time what they're capable of. Jordan Pope's one of the best scorers in the conference, man. He's having a great – he's averaging almost 20 points a game. He was outstanding last night, hit the game winner. Like, when you have a leading scorer like that in college hoops in a Pac-12 conference that I don't think is that good this year. It's very mediocre. I, there, there should be more wins on that schedule. Yeah. and Maybe it's this weekend against ASU and this is a turning point for him, but it was a nice win. It just it kind of highlights why why can't you play like this on a more regular basis. I, I don't say this to be mean. I Pope coming back was massive. Everybody kind of thought, oh, he might get poached. Yeah. Uh, I I um, If we're doing the gambling conversation and I separate the fandom, I, I would fade him against ASU. That's, I probably would, too. That seems to kind of be their thing. They love to beat Arizona, and then ASU comes in and kind of just kicks their ass. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. The fight and Hurley's go down to Eugene, and your Ducks, they were down early. They were down double digits, and just like they seemingly always do, they found a way back, and they ended up winning the game outright, killing Arizona State. 80 to 61. They had a 10 minute stretch, I believe, in the first half where they didn't score a point. Yes. And then scored 80 points on the game. And then you outscore them 52 <laughs> to 28 in the second half for that win. Ducks are 14 and 5, 6 and 2 in conference play. They did have that bad road trip. But I'll say what you've said. I I don't know how they're not ranked. The ranking system's weird. Fourteen and five. Yeah, I don't get it. You, people are going to yell quad one wins. Like, shut up, nerds. Well, they're who, a good team. Like I, Arizona's the same record, but a worse conference record than you. They're number nine in the country. Yeah, I mean, well, quad they, one wins. They Piss beat, off. See, they beat Duke and Michigan State in non-conference. So Arizona Michigan get State's credit for that. not been great. I know they're not having a great year. They also lost to Washington State, as you just pointed out, a team who were going to beat. But that was a quad one win for Washington State. So Washington State for a time was ranked ahead of Oregon, even though Oregon has a better record and beat them. None of this crap makes any sense. And it's honestly, the level of disrespect the Pac-12 gets makes me eagerly await Oregon going to the Big Ten. Michigan State's 12-7. and seven. I mean, they're not. that's, that's not good. But they, guess what that is in the Big Ten? Well, it's middle, team. it's middle of the road, actually. They're, they're going to get 11 teams <laughs> in the Big Ten because that's what they do every year. Are college basketball rankings still just a little old school? Oh, yes, it's ridiculously stupid. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing on Oregon that I, I – I, I have tried to make a commitment this year, and a part of it was because the coach called out the fan base last year, and he was right to do so. Like, Dan Allman's had a really good run there. An Oregon fan, in large, doesn't really care about college hoops. We'll pay attention when it's relevant, tournament time, that kind of stuff. But start to finish in the year, we don't really care. And he went on that long rant when they ended the season kind of an embarrassing fashion and said, do you want me here? Like, do I need to go? Am I the problem? What's the issue? And so I've been trying to watch more college hoops this year, mainly just Oregon. For them to have the record they've had with how much youth they have on the roster, one of their top freshmen, Mookie Cooks, has played, what, two games this year? Hardly appeared at all. And Folly Dante's been out of the lineup for a large chunk of the year. And I thought that was the note of last night. He shows you mm-hmm. when he's healthy and playing what he's capable of. And there's not many centers in college hoops that uh, can match him on both ends of the floor. They're, they're a really fun team to watch this year. To uh, outscore and beat ASU that way, and Shellstad gives you two. Not Yeah. I mean, that's... He was the guy you were leaning on early in the season. Yeah. He hit the game winner against Michigan. Like, yep. he got off to a great start. Him now and Dante he's... combined for 49 the other night. Right. You know? Well, last night it was Dante and Kusnard. Kusnard's yeah. having a nice little run for himself here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're both kind of following the conference. I know yeah. we haven't talked about it a whole lot on the show because... Football, yeah, uh, but I mean the Blazers are lost from my life kind of this year, and so I'm trying to take that energy and put it into college hoops. That's fine. I, I think Oregon's going to be right there to win the conference. This again, I think this conference is incredibly mediocre, but yeah, Oregon's off to a great start.
Uh, nice little win for Oregon State last night against uh, Arizona. We'll see what both schools do. Arizona going down to Eugene. Let's finish the sweep, huh? Suck it, Arizona schools. Yeah, suck it, you Big 12 Take losers. down the Big 12 traitors. I saw an ASU reporter say, you know one positive about the Big 12 is I don't have to see this floor anymore in Eugene. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> the floor is horrific. Yeah. We need to change that. Uh, Stat. This was the right decision, and it's not really a debate to me. Mm-hmm. Is it to you? Next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Well, I don't know if it's controversial. We have a lot of things to get into today. We've talked a lot about the conference championships. Holy catfish! And uh, we will get to some more things. They seem to be kind of confident in Detroit for this reason. Mm. We'll tell you what that is at the top of the hour. Mm. Uh, Will Birchfield, our good friend uh, Birchie the Kid in Detroit for 97.1 The Ticket, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour, an hour two, so the daily ticker. Um, I wanted to end with the Lions. I'm, ob- I'm obviously rooting for the red and gold this weekend, but I know everybody in America is rooting against <laughs> my team, and I'm not mad by it. I text a friend. I said, if they lose... Be a little frustrated, but I will be happy for Lions fans. So I wanted to end the week with uh, Will Birchfield. He w- we were lucky enough that his schedule was clear for that time. Uh, I thought yesterday the right decision was made, and I'm not really sure it's that debatable. Ooh. But given the name involved, it has become debatable. What we thought was going to be Bill Belichick's job in Atlanta has become now Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris was hired yesterday, the Rams D.C., uh, former Bucks coach, he was hired as the head coach of the old Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I thought there was a really funny tweet from Justin Spears, who covers Arizona athletics. He said Belichick blew a two-interview lead? Question mark. Yes, he did. <laughs> and the Falcons decided to audible out of Belichick and go to Raheem Morris. I don't know what you're gonna say. Uh-huh. I thought. This was a no-brainer decision for them, and I give that front office, not the owner, the front office, a lot of credit for not making what I personally think is a bad decision. Yeah, I just I I, I find the conversation interesting about do you want a defensive or offensive coach, depending on where you're at. Like that's a thing we debate every offseason. What do you prefer? What works better? What would you rather have? And that's the only criticism I have of this hire because I think Atlanta is a good roster. We know that. At least we assume their skill position players are good, even though they couldn't touch the football under Arthur Smith. Um, but they need the most important piece. Like, they don't have that. And they they need to go find it. Now, maybe it's Justin Fields in a trade with Chicago. Maybe it's Kirk Cousins. Maybe it's drafting a guy, trading up. I don't know what they're going to do. But they need a quarterback because without one, they have no chance at winning. And so for that reason, I didn't mind not going to Belichick because 
this doesn't feel like it's a, hey, plug in the coach. Next year you're going to be relevant and the Falcons are going to be good. It feels like to me more of a hey, give it two or three years and you'll eventually get there. And I don't think that's the right job at this point for Bill Belichick. So I agree with you there. I just think the only question that I would have is if you're drafting somebody, if you're trading for Justin Fields, and we have this debate every offseason, yeah. would you rather have Raheem Morris or Ben Johnson? Right. That to me is the debate, but I don't have any issue with them going Morris over Belichick. Well, I, I just I like the youth part of that. You know, between those two candidates and also a coach that's pretty highly regarded in the league. Yeah. Raheem Morris has a lot of respect from a lot of players. Players were tweeting out yesterday, congratulations, they got a great one. Gets a second chance. Not a lot of coaches get a second chance. Well, you know, there are coaches that get a lot of second chances and third chances and fourth chances, and there's others that don't. Um, the narrative and noise around Todd Bowles, for example, is interesting this year. They get to the playoffs. There's coaches that don't, and... We don't question it. <laughs> right. Raheem Morris, to me, is a good roll of the dice. I don't know if it's going to come up snake eyes or seven, but it's it's something that I would have much preferred if I was in Atlanta hosting a show over Belichick. And you can say, well, that's crazy. Yeah, Belichick's going to get more attention, more of the headlines, mm -hmm. bigger deal. That dude hired Matt Patricia as his <laughs> offensive coordinator. And I said this when it happened. That, to me, was a fireable offense. I don't give a damn what you got in your trophy case. What about his pencil, though? He's got a pencil. What are you doing? He's a scientist. Like, And, and, and honestly, I don't know if he's going to get one of the two jobs remaining, the Seahawks or the Commies. It doesn't feel like the Hawks are going the Belichick route. The and Commies could happen, maybe. But maybe. Eh. It's an East Coast team. They're desperate. I can see it. Okay. I, I have a lot of respect for that guy. I also, <laughs> I just think coaches, as great as they are, they all kind of age out of the sport. And he didn't seem to have a whole lot of respect going on in that locker room the last couple of years. His offenses were absolute jokes. Mm -hmm. He could not sign anybody in free agency worth a damn. He spent all that money, and it got him nothing. Mm -hmm. I just, I think it's fair to legitimately say, if you think he's washed up and don't want to do it, I actually don't blame you at all. If you want to give him a chance, good luck to you because I've seen no evidence that that guy is still elite and great at that position. Yeah, I this is this is where we slightly this disagree. This is where we will disagree. Yeah, yeah, I just I think he needs a quarterback like any coach needs a quarterback. And Raheem Morris will fail if he can't find a quarterback. Like this is true of any head coach. And Mac Jones you're not wrong at all in the criticisms of his offensive coordinator hire. It was embarrassing. It was bad. It was almost disrespectful to his young quarterback who was trying to develop in this league. That's the point, though. He drafted the quarterback and, he and didn't then do, gave him yeah, a defensive coordinator totally to call offensive plays. Totally fair. I also don't look at Mac Jones and think that many offensive coordinators would work there. So I, there, there's a both sides of the coin angle for it for me. I just I look at him more as a kind of like a transfer portal fifth-year quarterback. I view him like a hired gun. Hmm. Like, if you have a good situation, everything's kind of settled. You just need the guy who has done it, who has the experience, who can improve your defense maybe slightly, and he's not going to be there for 10 years. He's going to be there for two to three years because that's probably all he has left in the tank. Like, this is where I think – I heard Mina Kimes say this the other day – that she wouldn't be surprised if he took a year off. And this was before Raheem Morris was even hired in Atlanta, just because let's see what the landscape looks like a year from now. Like Nobody else talked to him. This was reportedly just sure. Atlanta. Nobody else was really that interested. Exactly. And I think for if you're if you're Belichick, 
I, I would look at it and just say, is that the, is that the right job for me? Because it's not going to, I still believe I, they're not going to win right away there. It's going to take a year or two, unless they go get Kirk Cousins or something, and maybe that's the piece. We would disagree maybe a little bit feels, there. Sure. I think teams can always surprise you year to year. Totally. And, I know. don't view them as a contender until they find a quarterback. They might be able to make the wild card. Maybe there's a Baker Mayfield in their life somewhere, but I don't view them as a legitimate contender uh, to win a Super Bowl. And so there are worse things that you could do than sitting around for a year, waiting to see what the landscape looks like, and waiting for these other jobs. I was going to get to a segment on this yesterday on a totally different sport, and I don't mean to tangent it right now but I've been wondering the last couple of weeks if there's anything like that rattling around Jonathan Smith's head Jonathan Smith bolted for the first job opportunity that he got at Michigan State and then weeks later you had Alabama come open I don't know if he's not going to get that job but that led to Washington being open they might have hired him that's the one that I think UCLA might be open in the very near future with Chip Kelly going I don't know if that's a better job than Michigan State we can debate that but he's from Pasadena like sometimes just Grabbing that first opportunity is not the right call. And so if you're Belichick, I get all of your criticisms. I don't think he's washed up. I just think he needs a quarterback. And I don't think waiting a year to see a better job open up is the worst thing for him to do. I I would probably, in any other circumstance, agree had he not drafted a first-round quarterback two years ago Mm -hmm. or three years, whatever it was, and then like make all of the decisions he made after that and not give a damn about skill position guys. They Mac Jones, you can you cannot like Mac Jones. I'm certainly not the biggest Mac Jones guy. I made fun of him for the MJ10 thing. He tried to copy TB12. <laughs> Who did he have? Not Gus- a lot. Gasecki. Like they, he. This is the thing about him. Is, I dare you sleep on Milwaukee Mustang Kendrick Bourne? I love Kendrick now. Bourne. Come on he's, now, he's local not product. A what are we doing? As accomplished a coach as he is, dirt. Yeah. Uh. He certainly has not shown a lot of, I give a damn about anything offensively. I want to win nine to nothing. Totally fair. And that's just, that's not appealing. That's not fun. That's not exciting. It is when you win and you got Brady, but when you don't and you have Mac Jones and Matt Patricia arguing with Joe Judge Mm -hmm. about what play call to run and he's saying fake pun and Patricia's saying all out blitz and Mac (laughs) Jones is going, those aren't plays for me. (laughs) I don't know why you'd sign up. And here's the other part of this. I don't like to question competitive nature per se, but is he interested in like being around for five to six years to build a Super Bowl, or is he here for two years to set a record? Because he's 15 wins shy of Shula. Yes, he is. So hold this for the old takes exposed. I thought Atlanta made the right decision yesterday. Arthur Blank wanted him, but the front office was adamant. This is not the dude. They went Raheem Morris. Arthur Blank gave it to the front office. We'll see what team signs him if they decide to do it. But I don't blame any team for not being interested. His last three years have been horrific in my view. They have not been very good. Uh, we have a lot more to get into. We will dive into some of the uh, narratives around the conference championship games at the top of the hour. Will Birchfield will join the show, Dirt, at 7.30, and we'll spray the line super hard. We'll spray it so hard today, you won't even know where the line is. That's how hard we're going to spray the line. can see the line, Russ, can you? No, you can't. Back with more next on The Fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. I had a odds and ends segment for Dirt today, like specifically made for Andy Dirt Johnson. Ooh, I can't wait for that. I was going to get to it at 6.15, then I'm like, ah, we had some good local hoops happen last night with the uh, Oregon State-Oregon games. Uh, 
Would you like to know what the odds and ends were? We don't yes. have to talk about them. I would love to know. So the first one was I I'm probably going to be lowered in a casket or burned into a urn. Okay. Knowing Urn? Yearn. Urn. 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 Yearn is to yearn for something. Yeah, urn. I'll urn. be I'll be I'll be dust in an urn urn. somewhere. Big urn. Uh knowing that Joe Maurer and Adrian Beltre are Hall of Famers and Barry Bonds <laughs> and Alex Rodriguez are not, and that disturbs me a little bit. Joe Maurer is a really fun guy to look up, his history, what he did in high school. He is one of the best athletes of all time. Oh, I, yeah, I mean no disrespect. Oh, I, I know what you're uh, saying. It's, you're totally spot on. The Hall of Fame's stupid. I don't care anymore because it's, there are steroid users in. Yeah. Some steroid users can't get in. It's There was a guy, I, don't, I can't remember his name on ESPN the other day, on Around the Horn who went on a long rant who said he like rescinded his vote. He was so embarrassed by being associated with the Baseball Writers Association that he was like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore because this is ridiculous. But Joe Maurer was like the best football player and baseball player in the state of Minnesota the same year that Larry Fitzgerald came out. He beat Larry Fitzgerald's team in the state championship in football. Yeah, Larry Fitz greater, though. He, but yeah, yeah, I mean, good butt, too. Really oh, good butt. Ass. Oh, my gosh. I contemplate He's got a great butt. Talk about a big dumper. That's a beautiful big dumper. <sighs> that Ooh. thing is No, dude, fat. get right to the meat. Um, exactly. The other one is I get my golf magazine every month, and I'm always delighted to see it because I forget I'm subscribed to it. Yeah, how are you not? You get excited. Uh, cover is Rory McIlroy, and it says, The Next Arnie. And I thought, hmm. well, hmm. that's an interesting Grip City Golf podcast segment, oh, in my opinion. Oh. Tiger's clearly Jack, right? The greats, the the winner. Yeah. But the most liked is Rory a uh, Arnie. We can get to that a different day. Those were sure. my odds and ends I wanted to throw at you. I like those odds and ends. Those are good. You should do that on a podcast. <laughs> uh, did you see the Vince McMahon thing yesterday? <laughs> Did, uh, yes, I yes I did. The cartoon villain who is into sex trafficking, evidently. Are we shocked to find out that Vince McMahon is a horrible person? Vince McMahon <laughs> looks like a cartoon character who ties you to railroad tracks. And laughs as he runs away. Yes, and he tiptoes away. And he kind of has a cape in a top hat, and he runs away. Somebody's got to come save you. You're just laying there tied down. Help me, help me! Right. Uh, Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar both involved in a lawsuit alleging sex trafficking. Brock Lesnar being discovered in that lawsuit? Brutal. (laughs) Yeah, not good. You know he got done with a workout and someone, yo, Brock, uh, this just got released. And he went, oh, no. They know that I like the golden showers thing, huh? That's not good. You don't want that information out there. When that's your thing, you want to keep that on the down low. No kink shaming, but damn it, dude, keep that indoors. Yeah, I think we can kink shame. You know, that's That's kind of weird. There's some things you're like, yeah, whatever, whatever floats your boat, floats your boat. That one, we're going a little too far. It's always a line between not kink shaming (laughs) and then saying like, nah, you're into weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's that's disturbing in (laughs) some ways. Too far. You went one rung too high on the ladder. Why don't we just go ahead and bring it back down one rung? (laughs) Over the line. Smoky. It yeah. totally was. Go if if you want to have uh, if you want to be grossed out and completely uncomfortable. Go read the text messages from the lawsuit. They're all over social it's media. Very awful. It is horrible, horrible yeah. stuff that he was sending this gal and the things that other people were going to do to her and yeah. what he wanted to do to her and what everybody. It just uh, makes your skin crawl. Twenty four hours after they announced, hey, the Rock's a part of our new group. How great is this, huh? They're going to Netflix too, man. Oh yeah, big Netflix deal. <laughs> Stocks rising. Nope. Vince sex trafficking 17-year-old people, 18-year-old girls, and promises 
of jobs. Not good, Bob. Not good. Uh, it's not good at all. The last time he was involved with this was just a couple months ago, and his daughter decided to get out in the ring and make everybody chant, Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. <laughs> You're welcome. Boy, that's aging just delightfully. There was a video of her accusing her dad in a bit on uh, a Monday Night Raw show of sex trafficking her. Yeah, that's like a fifteen bit? years ago. Yes, years ago there was a bit that they did a fake it's all fight made up. Yeah, and... it's all scripted. We know of that. Of course. And she basically says, "You took Still me real to... to me, damn it! <laughs> you took me to dinners with people, and you know what you promised them that I would do. <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore." And I'm like, "Boy, that was eighteen years ago. How real was that? Who wrote Man. that script? Did Vince write that script? Is he into that kind of thing? Did I don't she need improv details. that yeah. just off of what she knew? I." Uh... Not good. Not good time to be Vince McMahon right now. I grew up with wrestling. I think a lot of people did, and some people still like it. And that, I don't care if you do. I get it. We all watch different things. But, man, stuff like this, I, I don't know how you keep just wanting to watch it. it. The whole company is surrounded by that. All of them. It's run by all his family. It's not even that, too. Like, this stuff's been out there for years about how poorly they treat their athletes and how they don't pay them and yeah. don't provide them benefits and they're independent contractors no matter how much money they make for the sport. He's an all-time sleazebag. I all-time mean, sleazebag. And the way he used these the, the heroes of his sport up and used their bodies and ran them into the ground without ever paying them for what they have delivered to him from a business standpoint, he is an absolute scumbag and so that leads into this. Uh, it's uh, you're done, man. You're Sink done. him. Sink him. Yes. Be done with it. I want to hear from him. I want to see his cartoon villainish ways ever again. Uh, loaded second hour. Is this team confident for this reason? And something I heard that I don't agree with, but maybe I'm way wrong on this. Also, Will Birchfield in the uh, the bottom of the second hour. Hour two. Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app. 1080 The Fan and YouTube. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.